Street Fighters. How's it going? We're glad you're here. Wednesday, Wednesday night, time for a street fight. I'm Brett. My co-host is Brian. We're the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. You can watch us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you're watching the pre-show, you saw uh, some highlights from our last D&D stream we did last month. Uh, we're going to continue that uh, by doing... Uh, doing another stream next Thursday night and uh, more details will be coming out about that if you check the social medias and the patreon I'll, I'll make sure to post the info before it happens um, we had a lot of fun playing we're gonna raise money again for Mass Ohio uh, because they're doing a lot of good work out there uh, if you want to get in on the t-shirt the pre-orders are over by now but maybe you could squeak one in I'm not very reliable at the moment so that might be up um, but I'm putting in that order very soon um, and that shirt fucking rules CM Rue is amazing artist worked with a lot of people that I look up to so I was very honored to be offered that uh, opportunity to work with them how's it going Brian? pretty good pretty Okay. I mean, it's been an up and down week so far. I uh, got my second shot on Monday. Had a wild journey after that up until about, I don't know, four today. And then okay. it all went away. But, uh, wow. You know, I would really like something that makes me feel as tired as that did without the soreness would be a real good bonus thing for me you know sure because it's like i i find it hard you down to fall asleep it made me tired it made my whole body feel like oh i just want to lay down makes you feel like you just are carrying more weight you know, I said, I feel like I weigh 4,000 pounds. Like I have just a backpack full of rocks on right now. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was uh, not what I expected. I, I People sent me the clip of me saying I wasn't going to have any side effects on Sunday. That's called hubris for those of you who uh, don't know what that is. Uh, I thought it wouldn't be a big deal. So when it was, imagine, imagine my, uh, it, this is where I found out it was a big deal. I woke up, I felt like shit, but it's like, kind of like, well, I feel like shit most days when I wake up, you know, I'm tired and shit like that. Sure. When I woke up, I felt like really tired. My back hurt a little bit, like up around my, my neck and my shoulder. But I was like, eh, you know, I thought it was going to be worse than this. Then I went to put my shirt on. And it was excruciating. Okay. And I was like, this might be worse than I thought it was going to be. Because it hurt. I, to lift my arm to put the shirt on hurt. Okay. And my arm didn't hurt at, almost at all on the first shot. It, it didn't feel like much of anything. So I was very surprised at that point. You know, when, when you go to right. put on a shirt and it hurts. That feels like you've been injured. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's not like lifting weights sore or getting. You know, it's like oh, I got tackled yesterday. Yeah, that's why I feel like that. Yeah, it felt punched. Like it felt like somebody just consistently punched me in the neck and uh, shoulder all the way across the back, and I was like, God, that hurts. You know, that pain sucks. So I decided because it was forty four degrees today, and I knew it was going to be forty four degrees today, and yesterday was pretty nice. 
I was like, well, I'm not going to miss a day of walking because it's nice. And tomorrow it's going to be cold. Who knows if I'm going to get a walk? In. Okay. You know, if I feel like shit and it's cold, there's really a big chance I might not do it. So I was like, I'm doing it. And I did it. And not only did I do it, but I had decided that if I didn't do the whole walk that I would do normally, then I will have lost. So I did the whole walk to, that I would do normally. To prove something. To myself. Okay. And my wife. Actually, when I walked in after the walk, I looked at my wife. I felt horrible, right? I feel as bad as I've felt in years. Like, I, remember the sinus infection on tour? How that yeah. lasted like two weeks and I was just like a mess, you know? Uh-huh. It was kind of like that, but worse. But it was short, right? And when I got home from my walk, I took my bags off. I took my water bottle, my stand sport off, my bag. I looked at my wife and I started shadow boxing. I went, and she was like, you're fucking crazy. Cause she was feeling pretty bad. And she was like, you're fucking crazy. And I was like, yeah, I know. I am fucking nuts. But then, you know, fever, fever dream walk is not a bad, bad time, I guess. I, there was just something, it, there is something about me that's like, if I allow something, to keep me from my routine, that is weakness. And I don't want to show that. Okay. You know, I don't want to think of myself as not being able to handle stuff. Okay. So, like, I just did it. I was just like, I got to fucking do it. And I did the whole goddamn thing. And it was like, every time I knew I was extending it, because there are several points in my walk where I can just go up one road and be home. And every time I extended it, I was like, you should not extend this. And I was like, I would get to the corner and I would lean on the uh, stoplight pole mm. and the uh, uh, stop sign poles and stuff. like. I would just lean like I got to get a minute. <laughs> and um, when you feel like it was working through your body, you were working it through your body or something. Yeah, I know. I just felt like if I do it, then that's pretty badass. You know what I mean? That is, that's what a badass motherfucker does. And I did. <sighs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I would have just taken the day off. That seems like fun to me. Yeah. It seems like a good excuse to like, you know, but, but you've been watching TV shows all the time. So I know I go, you don't, have that, go you home don't have that as a treat. I'm going to go home and watch TV for three hours. Probably. Tonight. Um, yeah. I saw the screen cap of you uh, doing the stream, and uh, you looked horrible. Yeah, you had, like a blanket on you and hoodie up, and uh, look, like you were about to cry. Yeah, my eyes are really red. You're so sad, and it's just like, yeah, you look like you're welled up. You're like mouth is drooping. Yeah, my eyes were really red because I was really tired, and when I basically the the stream feels like a dream now. It just felt like a dream that I went through, like a marathon. But once it was over, I went in my room, laid down, and slept for 11 hours. And really, the only part that got me bad, like really demoralized me, was when I woke up this morning and I still felt bad. And yeah, I was that's like, rough. okay, this sucks. Because a whole day of this, yeah, and then it just clears up out of fucking nowhere. Your arm doesn't hurt anymore. Nothing hurts. You don't feel bad. You feel perfectly fucking normal out of nowhere. And, and I was saying this to Jason earlier. Uh, you 
then have this thing where it's like, okay, I got both shots. I got through the side effects. And now I'm like two weeks from being inoculated and it feels fucking great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like such a profound sense of relief now. But yeah, but it's kind of it's like venom, like joined with your body or something. That's <laughs> like it seems like your whole skeleton was like nervous system was like being infected. Well, I was saying this. I was like, God, I fucking wish. I hope I. <laughs> I know we got to get boosters and shit. I was like, I hope I never have to get another vaccine in my yeah. entire life. It just yeah, they're coming. You got to get the fine. Flu. You know what though? Now that I'm on the other end of it, I'm not even that scared of another one okay you know and they say the boosters won't be as bad sure. as that second shot because you'll be kind of used to it sure and it was just like ah, oh, now it's not bad you know but you know for years people have saying the flu shot takes them down and um you know there's a lot of people that argue with each other about whether that's actually true yeah you know and uh it never rung true to me and I think that's why I was uh, had so much hubris around yeah. this, where it was just like, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. That's just people overreacting. Plus, I, this is a very bad thing, characteristic about me. And like, I know this is bad. I never believe people are as sick as they say they are. Sure. And it's not good that I act like that. You know what I mean? You should believe that people are as sick as they say they are. But for some reason, I think it, and I hate, you know, I'm not like this guy that ties everything back to capitalism, but I think that is a capitalist thing where it's like you were never really sick enough not to go to work, according to management. Sure. If that makes sense. You know, there was no amount of sick where they were like, OK, you know, you need well, to stay home, Brian. They would always be like, can you make it through half the day, maybe? <laughs> Well, I would say also it's a big part of just working working culture is you can't miss days, you can't lose a job, you can't really be weak. Um, and, you know, there's lots of families that teach their kids, like, don't show signs of weakness, don't say that you need help or that you're having a bad time, just keep that bottled up and, you know, it creates resentment for other people because, like you said, then you don't trust them, like, oh, get over it, you know, or you think other people are weak and, you know, it's just really you're jealous because you want to be vulnerable and weak sometime too. Yeah. Sorry. That don't yeah. know why that came out. I had an outburst today. That's why that came out. Oh, you're all right. Yeah. I had a rough day. I had a very hard day. But but I got your back all the time, dude. It's I know. Fine. I know. You ain't gotta worry about shit. Yes. But everybody I, in my life contacted me to ask me if you were okay. And I was like, Yeah, I think so. I mean you know, I've spent a lot of time over the past three weeks or two weeks. Telling uh -huh. people, like, I think he's okay. I think some of what he does is dark comedy, and you're reading into it, maybe, in your own life situation. Sure. <laughs> Where I'm, like, trying to explain to people that you have a dark sense of humor because they think we're such sweeties. Sure. And it's like, no, Brett has a dark sense. Like, he laughs at bad things. So, yeah. you got to understand that if it seems bad, it might not be. Sure. But, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of like... I, I, I'll say this. I was nervous to come over here tonight. Okay. I did have, I, I, I wasn't even going to say this on the show. This feels, I feel bad about this now, but I was very nervous to come over tonight. I had like a tinge of anxiety. Like, is he going to scream at me? And I got over here. You were fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, well, I, 
I let out a flurry of emotions at a colleague and a friend, someone I've known for a long time, but I unloaded a, like basically all the anxiety that I woke up today with, you know, Charlotte stayed with me for the first time last night. And, uh, oh my God, kids are just like fucking angels. They're so, I, they're, it just blows me away. I was like, so it's a, it's, it's an apartment, you know, do you remember that place we had in DC? And she was like the one with the washer and dryer in the, in the living room. And I was like, yeah, that's the one. I was like, it's kind of like that. And she goes, oh, that's perfect. That's cozy. I like places that are just, you know, are comfortable like that's that. Cozy. Yeah. And we get into her room. It doesn't have a fucking bed in it. And she lays on the floor and she was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. <laughs> it was just like, oh man, makes my heart melt, you know? Yeah, that is sweet. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, too bad. I mean, good thing she's not 16. Because right. it would have been a way different story. Of course. Of course. <laughs> this place fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm doing school. I got to get up for, I got to take her to school tomorrow morning. Um, that's why I'm not drinking on the stream. That's why I have to get up and I don't know. I'm, I just freaked out today and I got uh, a lot of shit going on and, uh, you know, but I was wrong and, oh, you know, no, 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 no. Here's the thing without going into any details, period, about the situation, it is not wrong to have a rough day and tell people that that's happening. And I think the only reason that it maybe freaked people out a little bit was because at that point, it makes it seem like they're going to have to deal with me as the stable. <laughs> sure. In a way where it's like, oh, okay. Now, because you had a very Brian moment, really. Except for it was more confrontational than anything, but you had, and I think that like it, it just freaks people out to think like, oh, is he's gonna be the fucking one that is there? And it's like, no, Brett's gonna be fine. Like, I don't think it's wrong. I really, yeah. Didn't, I, I, I need I, to, I need to, I need to be more. I need to be more open, and I need to talk about things that are annoying me, and not just have somebody like do everything that they want without me making any objections, and then letting it build up. Because yeah. that is a, that's a problem I have with a lot of people, where I'm just like, please, just, can't you see? I need some breathing room today, you know. And Dude. it's like they don't know that unless you say that, you know. And like I, I'm not checking in. And so then it just becomes this just violent. It's like, the th but it is also, I'm not, it's not bad. It's just, it's just fits. It's just, like I said, I go to the grocery store. I am like, oh my God, I'm going to buy Caribbean jerk seasoning. I'm going to buy everything I ever wanted. I'm buying wasabi peas. I'm buying fresh cut green beans. I feel like I, a bunch of gross shit. I just feel like everything is open to me. My whole pantry, all this, anything I want is anything I want to eat. But at the same time, it's just like, I have to go make an, a meal for myself and decide these fucking things. And it makes me want to just break all the windows and run out and just kind of run away into the woods. It's just moving in between those, but I really don't feel bad most of the time. Um, but this is just something that I can't power my way through. I can, yeah. I'm not going to like, just ignore this shit. Uh, I think the part about this today, what happened today, it, that's very, very, uh, uh, I guess funny to me in a way is that some of the stuff you like flipped out about is stuff that I've been saying for like three months. And you're like, calm down, bro. Yeah. Hey, broski. 
don't worry about it, man. That's the way shit is, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were like Matthew McConaughey <laughs> every oh. time. And then all of a sudden I see it and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then when I had to deal with it, I was like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of relief I felt, though. Sure. In a way. (laughs) But uh, we should get into some stuff. Um, Yesterday, uh, George Floyd, uh, Derek Chauvin, that trial, George Floyd, God damn it. Well, George Floyd was executed, not found guilty, but treated as such and then executed. So, but Derek Chauvin, guilty on all charges. I didn't think it was going to happen, Brett. And I know that everybody felt pretty confident uh, uh, once the jury, they were like, I remember, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they basically said like the, the verdict came back in 10 hours and that usually means guilty. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to believe that until I hear it. Like yeah. I have to hear it because I just don't, I don't have faith. I don't have any fucking faith. Yeah. There was no reason to, there was no reason I think to have any faith until it happened. And like, it really made me nervous when they announced that there was a verdict. I knew there was a verdict coming at some point. Yeah. But I think I thought this was going to be one of those trials that's really long. And I was just kind of like, yeah, it'll be a couple months or something like that. Yeah. And knowing that there was going to be a verdict coming, I was like, I'm ready to just be heartbroken because I just am a, a guy that I get very despondent about stuff like that. Cause I feel like that where it's like with, Let's say for like universal health care, it's like we're so far away from achieving that that like a setback doesn't floor me. You know what I mean? Sure. But I feel like be- and and people are dying because they can't get health care. Don't get me wrong, but it feels very far away. I think that like people are dying at a very accelerated clip and it's un uh uh it feels like a hopeless situation when it comes to police violence against black the black community you know what i'm saying that like it was just kind of like you put i uh, uh we 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 you talk about this a lot to me about not like assigning importance like really high levels of importance to something that I can't control. Yeah. And I did that. I was just like, this is important. You know, if he gets off, that means we're kind of, there's not, there's never going to be any justice here. Sure. sure. You know, cause this is, this, this to me was, you know, we saw the video. Right. Right. Everybody watched it. And we watched the fucking video and it was a brutal murder. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like, like it wasn't a shooting, which is a brutal murder. Don't get me wrong, but it was like a guy suffocating for eight minutes. And, um, when he was found guilty, I got to say, I felt relief for about three minutes until I found out CPD shot somebody while the verdict was being read. Um, Makia Bryant over in the neighborhood I grew up in actually is where the shooting happened was shot. Um, people are justifying it quite a bit. Yeah. 
Even the mayor is saying the officer took action to protect another girl in our community. And I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, when it comes down to, like, I think that, like, even if the kid got, even if the person that, first of all, was threatening her, she called the police. Yeah. Because people were gathered at her house to beat her up. Right. Or whatever they were going to do. Who fucking knows what they were going to do, you know? Right. And I'm not blaming them for this, you know? But, like, she did have a knife. And she had a knife because she was afraid. Yeah. And a police showed up. And I think that, like, even if... Listen, this cop should have tried to tackle her. If anything, you know? It, this should have been a thing... Where it was like, I'm going to like tackle her, uh, grab her by the arms, yeah, I mean, from behind. Shit. Uh, what good are these fucking tasers? Even? Right. You know what I mean? What good is it to have the tasers or pepper spray or any of that shit? But I just feel like a stabbing. Right. I think a, has a, a low pepper spray would have split spread that whole place out. Yeah, and it just feels like, and they don't mind using pepper spray on me, Yeah, you know, or the people in the street. And I just feel like shooting somebody four times in the chest because they might stab somebody, to me, seems like an overreaction. Because I don't think you helped. If you get stabbed, you probably, I don't know what the, you know, thing is. I just think that a lot of people get stabbed and don't die. Right. You know? But when you get shot four times, you are dead. Yeah. That is a death. And there's, you know, nothing we can really do at this point. Yeah. When, when, like, the police just, it's that old analogy about a hammer and a nail. You know what I mean? When, when you're a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. I think I got that totally wrong. But, uh, or whatever. Yeah. I didn't say it right. I didn't yeah. say it the correct poetic way. But I just feel like, the Columbus police has have been on a run. Yeah, they're awful. Over the past. I mean, somebody said they've killed. I saw today they've killed three people in eight days. Like, they're on a run of brutality right now. Dude, the pastor guy that shot Casey Goodson in the back. Um, the guy that uh, the fucking creep that was going to sexually assault Donna Castleberry and then killed her when she tried to fight back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it goes on and on, uh, and it's the worst. And I do agree. I, I mean, I think that I did not have expectations for the Chauvin verdict. I was just going to see what happens because it was out of my control. Um, but I, I, I saw the guilty verdict. I was kind of surprised. And then I was like, well, this does allow them to say, you know, justice was served. This does allows them to say, you know, we are doing something. Um, and then they immediately fucked it up with this. And, and you know, the, the, um, I'm sorry, the other ki the 13 year old they killed in Chicago happened. I mean, I think that this summer is just going to be another wave of bigger and badder protests than we saw last year. And now people are vaccinated and can go out in the streets. And, um, I don't, I think we're, this is going to have to get settled in the next few years. I think that the, the Democrats are going to these like, uh, you know, upper crusty Democrats and these just, people that just want to put a yard sign out are going to find themselves between a rock and a hard place when they find out, you know, what the people want and what justice is. And it doesn't line up with fucking speaker Nancy Pelosi, you know? Yeah. Her, her thing that she said is 
Disgusting. Disgusting. It's like a sacrifice is something you choose to do. You know? Right. You choose to make a sacrifice. He wasn't sacrificing himself. I'm sure if he had the choice, he would have chosen not to get suffocated to death on the street. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I, I just don't know what these people think. I don't know, like, why you would say something like that. I know she's trying to be nice, you know, or whatever, but that was just a really bad choice of words, I think. And... I mean, if she really feels that way, that's gross. Because, again, he didn't choose that. He didn't want to become, like, the face of a wave of protests. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to become a, a, a face of a wave of protest if it means somebody's going to kill me. Like, right. I'm, I'm not going to choose that. People don't choose that. No. You none, know? none of this. Uh, we want this to stop. We don't want to have a re- we don't want like a, a greeting card reason to be inspired by these deaths. We don't want a new Instagram post or a new mural on a fucking wall to, to take a picture in front of. Yeah. And you're right. The word inspired, I think, is and I'm enraged by these deaths. I'm not inspired by them. I guess it gets me out into the street, but I'm pissed off about it. It's not an inspiring thing to me. It's a, you know, what's inspiring is that people show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That inspires other people give a damn. You don't feel alone when you know that other people are tired of this shit and don't want any, don't want this to continue. Yeah. We don't want to be, we don't want the, we don't want Columbus police in the city taking care of these problems. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. And I do agree with you that, and, and maybe I'm, I hope this does, this summer does have a big wave. And I do think that like a lot of people that would have been uh, uh, up for last year didn't go. I know people that didn't go because they were afraid of COVID that are now vaccinated and they fucking better be. All I got to say is if you told me you didn't want to go because of COVID, you better fucking be at these ones. That's all I'm saying. And I didn't end up getting COVID last year. That is any consolation to you if you're still worried about it. I was so nervous, man. (laughs) We were just down there spitting all over each other, covered in fucking shit. Yeah. Strangers. Yeah. 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 Everywhere. Yeah. But it was outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the outdoors, it's it's a lot harder to catch it. But yeah. And people wearing masks even outside. But uh, uh, I, I, I will be there. On the tonight was a march. We're working. Yesterday was a march. I was half dead. I'm going Saturday. Is there one Saturday? I'm yeah. I'm going to double check the information because it was posted up real quick. I don't know if it's real or not. Um, I guess I could see it in a group that I trust. So yeah, I think this Saturday they're doing something downtown. I'm not going to put it out here online. Um, I'll share it and stuff though. I guess I'll be there. I don't know. I'll be there. Yeah, I have Charlotte, but I'm just going to take her and stay to the side. Yeah. I'll take Gwen and have her fucking act like I can't believe her last year blew my mind. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that really, I mean, they really hurt. Hurt is the wrong word. They really hurt their cause with a lot of teenagers last year when they maced and beat them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My daughter saw a lot of her friends from school there. Uh, Actually, I'll just say this. She did see only two or three of her friends, all the stoner kids. Sure. They were in the stoner kid group. I mean, it was a lot of, lot, a lot of bad kids. We're at, <laughs> we're at the BLM protest last summer. Those skateboard kids I saw that like were skipping school or no, I guess if school wasn't in session. They just looked like they 
lived in the streets and skateboarded all day. Well, and I, they were kicking the most ass. I do think that's maybe why I'm so anti-cop is because I was so I was a bad kid. Yeah, I got picked on all. The, I got bothered by them all the fucking time. Right. I knew that they were a problem. Yeah. Because they had been a problem to me in the past. So, uh, uh, yeah, I was really shocked, though, that the stoner kids from her school would have been there. But they are the kids also that uh, uh, I know one of them especially is like the weed dealer in the neighborhood. He doesn't he lives down the street from me, which is bottom of the hill shit. So he's like my daughter. He goes to a rich kid's school and he's not a rich kid. You know what I mean? That that really shapes your opinion of what society is in a way that I wasn't because I was like, you know, middle class, upper middle class in a, in a, you know, lower working class school. So like my, my politics took a little longer to switch, but I think my daughter, her politics really switched because She's like, I'm not a rich kid, but all these other kids are. They're all fucking drive. Like, she knows one kid that is a senior this year that has had a Corvette and a Porsche. No. In just the few years that like a daily driver. Yeah. Well, now he drives a Porsche daily. The Corvette was a uh he inherited the Corvette. Oh, okay. And it was a daily driver for a period of time, but now his daily driver is a Porsche Cayenne. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. When I heard that, it pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty nice. Nobody pretty that's nice. 18 should have a Porsche no, Cayenne. You got to earn that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you got to. Nope. Yeah, you got to hustle for that. I mean, they, you. And if the world was fair, Brett, you'd be driving that Porsche Cayenne and he'd be driving your 2009 Prius. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Prius. I love watching the battery recharge itself. There's animations on it now that show like when it's recharging. I'm at like 45 miles per gallon. I fucking love it. Yeah, I feel oh, I like it when it tells you like what you're getting per gallon when you're driving and trying to stay under where it uses gas. Yes. I drove a Prius for a while last summer, maybe the year before. But uh, I was always trying to stay under the gas burn and level. You got to lift. Do the lift. Yeah. Get back on that battery. Yeah. I also filled it up and it was like $17. I felt like I was in high school again. Seven. How many gallons is the tank? It's like eight or something. It's like seven or eight. It's tiny. Man. Mine's only 10, but man. Oh, yours is 10? Yeah. Oh, that seems tiny for yours. Yeah. I, I, both of my cars have been 10s. Um. All right, uh, I'm opening a snack. As as everybody that listened to the call-in show knows, I'm a snack guy, 24-7. Yeah. What do you got today? Uh, white chocolate macadamia nut elevation energy bar from the Aldi's. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Probably not good for you, it's, but better than a candy bar. Yes. You know? Is. Yes. You, you don't, you, you don't have, you're, you're not doing the best yet. You're just doing better. And then once you have this down, you can make a, the best choice. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. You got to get those oats. You're you're like a horse doing all that running all day. You're like a I've, fucking pack mule that needs to eat oats. I've never loved oats more than right now. I've had uh, overnight oats, oatmeal, and now I'm eating this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to make a morning shake with like pro- vanilla protein powder, oats, and peanut butter. Uh, and that would usually like fill me up a ton so throw like two bananas in there mm-hmm. all right we're just talking about cops here 
plug something. Okay. Um, well, if you want to watch Shark Tanks with us, you know, if you're if you haven't been fully vaccinated yet, you got a lot of time in the house. Head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio for $5 a month. You get access to our premium audio shows like Shocktober 1, Shocktober 2, 100 Million Tons of Steel, and Get Motivated. Um, you will also be able to watch Shark Tanks with us. So that's commentary with us yelling at the screen uh, over shows like Undercover Boss and The Men Who Built America and made The Food That Made America. Um, there's all kinds of glorious content uh, to watch with your friends, even if they, they even if they don't listen to Street Fight, um, a lot of people tell me they should watch them with their friends when they're bored. Yeah. Um. So we were just talking about cops, and this is from Reason.com. You've probably heard this because it came out earlier last week. It came out Monday, actually. But I'm just going to read the post here. What if I told you police in your town could desensitize themselves to the idea of shooting an armed child, a pregnant woman, or a young mother for just a couple of bucks? The No More Hesitation series from Law Enforcement Targets, Inc. offers exactly that. For less than 99 cents per target, police can shoot at real-life images designed to give officers the experience of dealing with deadly force shooting scenarios with subjects that are not the norm during training. So a little kid's face. You blast off a little kid's face. One of them is a little kid with a gun that's like he's smiling like cutely and holding the gun wrong. You know, like he's got it down here and he's like, ah, you know. Like that Winnie the Pooh meme? Yeah. Like he's holding the gun wrong. Yeah. Um, the next one, the other one that they show in here is a pregnant woman with a gun pointed at you. Okay. So you blast him? Yeah, you got to blast him. The marketing team at Law Enforcement Targets, Inc. sends along this helpful explanation for the No More Hesitation series. So this... Now, we're going to go into their words. Okay. This is what they think is their, the service they're providing. This is the service that this is their copy here. The subject, actually, this isn't their copy. This statement comes from uh, uh, the article had come out. And, uh, oh, here's the seven articles. Here's the seven targets, Brett. Pregnant woman. Older man one. Older man two, older woman, young mother, young girl, and little brother. Ugh. Those are the names of the targets. Um, so it says, I've reached out with the Minnesota-based Law Enforcement Targets, Inc. for comment on what inspired the series and whether it's popular with law enforcement groups. Considering that the company has landed... $5.5 million worth of contracts with the federal government. It might also be interesting to know if these targets are used by federal law enforcement agencies. So that's, they are, the cops are using these is basically what that says. That's like the Tamir Rice situation. Yeah. Well, that's I it, wonder it, if it had anything to do with, like, I wonder if you could tie these things to each other, you know? Yeah. I mean, there needs to be hesitation with shooting people. <laughs> like they, they we need more hesitation. Look, I don't think that there are very many times where a pregnant woman is pointing a gun right at your face like it does in the target. You got to come over here and see these targets, dude. Okay. I want to oh. show you these targets. Can you hook up the monitor? Yeah. Um, show you these targets here. 
Because I think when you see him, you'll think it's crazy. Here's a pregnant woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just a totally unrealistic, like, idea. Look at this cute little boy. Oh, my gosh. He's wearing, like, a Terp sweatshirt or something. He's just got some, like, college sweat... Oh, a hoodie on. Yeah. Sweet little child. And he's smiling, like, happily. Like, yeah, I'm pointing a gun at you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So here's their, uh... Here's their statement. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's creepy to look at, right? The subjects of NMH targets were chosen in order to give officers the experience of dealing with deadly force shooting scenarios with subjects that are not the norm during training. This is where it gets crazy. This is where it gets into real cop mindset, bro. I found while speaking with officers and trainers in the law enforcement community that there is a hesitation on the part of cops when deadly force is required on subjects with atypical age, frailty, or condition. Here's, here's the part that'll flip you out, dude. One officer explaining that he enlarged photos of his own kids oh, to use as targets so that he would not be caught off guard with such a drastically new experience while on duty. Oh my God. That cop can't be on the streets. That's like, that the, cop should be put in jail. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you can't think that. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. Sorry. Yeah. I know there's like freedom of speech or whatever, and yeah. I totally agree with freedom of speech. I'm a big freedom of speech guy, you know, but you, sir. <laughs> gotta be stopped. Cancel culture's gotta come for you, sir. You need, we need to give you a nice place to stay where you can talk to somebody about your feelings and how you think the world is, and we can, um, Maybe get you some sort of remedy for this very weird inclination that you have. I mean, what? You have to... I can't think of a fucking scarier thing to me than cops blowing up pictures of their children and shooting them. Like, I can't. In order to teach them to shoot other people's children. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, um, again, the the... The pictures are these very, like, how many times are they faced with this situation? Really? I don't know. I, 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 I don't think, <laughs> I don't, I can't imagine pregnant ladies are shooting at the cops. Yeah. Yeah. I can't either. I can't imagine a lot of children are shooting at cops, dude. Yeah. You know? Um, but it also feels like, and this goes to the, the knife story. It's like, you gotta be able to, I mean, if you're standing, Close enough to somebody, I mean, you gotta just be able to. I'm sorry, it, there's personal risk in being a cop, and you gotta, you gotta try to disarm them. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're wearing a vest, right? They're not gonna shoot you if the if if it doesn't look like they're shooting you in the head. I'm sorry, dude. You know, you might have to take a bullet <laughs> to the leg or arm or something like that. I can't fucking do anything for you. Sure, you know. Yeah, you're gonna have to tackle this person. You got to see if you can tackle this person. You know? Yeah. Also, I think um, you don't always, if someone is so angry at you that they're pointing a gun at you, you can also like go away and figure out something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. Go fucking take a minute to think. Yeah. Think about the news. Yeah. Try to uh, talk it out with them and figure something else out. Um, I do like, yeah. I do, I mean, get back in your car. <laughs> right. Bulletproof these cars. Get back in your car, <laughs> sit in your driver's seat and be like, all right. You know, well, there's and there's also so much of this is like 
you know, so much of this is a product of like the communities that we have. Like we don't build communities. We don't, we don't offer anything except for policing. The only thing we offer is like, you know, there's no help. The jobs don't pay anything. Um, racism is going to, is, has been crippling this community since the birth of the country. Uh, but if you fuck up, the police will come kill you without hesitation. True. True. Um, if you have an episode, if you have a bad day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they have to be allowed to do that too. You know what I mean? Like it, the whole situation, the whole world's going to fall apart if they can't shoot a child, you right. know? Um, the goal of NMH is to break that stereotype on the range, regardless of how slim the chances are of encountering a real-life scenario that involves a child, pregnant woman, etc. If that initial hesitation time can be cut down due to range experience, the officer and community are better served. Yeah. So that's how the company feels about it. Sure. Um, I do think, again, that like, hesitation probably this idea that they shouldn't hesitate to kill somebody doesn't square with like what i guess you know i would want in a in a force that's patrolling community agree you know and this is it's the same thing of the, the dante Wright thing it's like oh no he's driving away so what so what is that that's not a death sentence right right yeah, this person yeah. doesn't want to go to jail they're going to drive away yeah. What did wow. they, they didn't, they, they're not, a, they're not a, they're, they, they haven't done anything violent at all. They've just, they haven't lived within the bounds of, of, uh, you know, of uh, the floral community. Yeah. <laughs> the, the floral, the, the plant guidelines of the, the, uh, fucking United States government. I do agree with that too. Also, it's like, you don't have to kill somebody. I mean, first of all, the police shouldn't be able to have this expectation that people won't resist arrest. Sure. Because, listen, that's, I, I feel like if, if, if I was writing the Constitution, I would have put like the right to resist arrest in the Constitution. <laughs> because yeah. I feel like that's a, 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 a God given right to be allowed to resist arrest. Nobody wants to be arrested, you know? And I also think that, okay, here's, here's, here's a, here's a, First of all, I don't think people should be getting arrested very, like very rarely arrest people. You know what I mean? But like, if you don't have a gun, you should be able to resist as much as you want, you know, because a gun, you could actually just kill somebody. To sure. Death, you know, but like, it shouldn't be considered resisting arrest unless you're pointing a gun at somebody. Otherwise, it should just be considered arrest. Right. I'm being arrested. So I punched the guy in the nose and I got away. <laughs> Right. Um, so let's move a li let's move off this uh, 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 cop stuff because it's it feels like a, a battle that is depressing. And uh, I want to play something for you, Brett. Okay, play some audio. Uh, this is for a book series, uh, a children's book series, Brett. Okay, we like children's books, of course. Not really, but I mean, kids like them. I read. Some I have to read them. You do have to read them. So let's uh, let's get this rolling here. The good ones are good. Hey, parents, kids like us have a problem. Okay, kids like us, they have a problem. Kids like us, yes. Okay, I don't know who us is yet. Well, you're about to find out. Kids like us, meaning I think I'll I'll help you out here. Young, like ah, uh, way young kid. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I'm only eight years old. 
Ah, gee, gee willikers. I think these kids look to be about six, seven. Okay. And it's one that you can help solve. But most parents aren't even aware the problem exists. Here's the issue. Most schools today aren't teaching. It's too loud, maybe? Is it too loud? Someone says blowing the mic out. Ah, okay. Let me fix. I can fix that. All right, here we go. We'll go back a touch. We'll start it over. Here we go. Hey, parents, kids like us have Better? a problem, and it's one that you can help solve. But most parents aren't even aware the problem exists. Here's the issue. Most schools today aren't teaching young kids some really important concepts. Okay. What, you, what concepts are we thinking? Like, maybe I'm trying to think of what some concepts schools can't be teaching kids. I bet it's common sense. Well, maybe they're... I, my kid has been learning math. Okay. Um, my kid has learned a lot about science. Creationism? Um, it's I will say this. The payoff is better than creationism. Creationism would be fun. Right? But here we go. Like how the economy works or what our rights are or the definition of true laws. Back before you were born. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more time. I'm going back. Of true laws. Back before you were born, schools often taught the principles of a free society. But not anymore. That's why our parents have us read The, the Tuttle, Tuttle Twins. Twins. These books teach children about economic and civic truths that we need to learn. And there's nothing else like them in the world. Each book covers a different topic, helping us learn how the world really works. For example, these oh, books no, teach froze. kids things like how the free market is the key to prosperity. It's not working? No, it's fine. It's, I'm sorry, the stream froze. So this is the Tuttle Twins, and these are conservative kids' books because the schools have been taken over by commies and cultural Marxists that are telling kids that it's 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 not okay to judge someone by their race. Yeah, here here I, I went back a little bit. You got to hear this. For example, these books teach kids things like how the free market is the key to prosperity, the history of the money we use, what our rights are, and why we should protect them. How kids can be entrepreneurs. I <laughs> What? <laughs> Brett, how kids can be entrepreneurs. This kid wants to be the next Mark Cuban. And they are going to teach them how to become an entrepreneur. I got to say, I'm not teaching my kid how to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to teach that. I, you don't need to teach that in schools. That's like how conservatives will be like... Uh, um, you know, I don't want them teaching sex education to my elementary school kid. And it's like, well, I don't want them teaching my elementary school kid about being an entrepreneur. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they make one make a business up in like elementary school or something? She had to come up with. Yeah, stuff. they had to. They each got kind of assigned a business. And then they did this thing called Biz Town, uh. where then they spent like an hour in the auditorium doing business with each other. Like making deals, like, making oh, deals? I work at a hair salon, so I'll provide haircuts for your entertainment company. Yeah, which that's kind of like communism a little bit, because we're all like kind of, you know what I mean? We're yeah. all trading our skills instead of money, which I, I agree with that. 
Sure. But they called it Biztown, and I think it was more of a capitalist learning. But what a twisted thing to start teaching your kids when they're like seven. Imagine pulling up to like a lemonade stand and you buy it, and then the kids look at you and say, the free market is the key to prosperity. (laughs) (laughs) That would bum me out. You live in a gated community, kiddo. Yeah. And even if you don't, you're bumming me out, kid. I don't want to hear this. Definitely want to be my own boss someday, and these books will help. Kids like us absolutely love these books. Maybe because they don't treat us like little children. Well, your children, one, be that. Yeah, you don't even know what it's like to be treated like a little child because you're a little child. Seven years old. I should be able to run my own business. These these minimum wage laws and these minimum age laws have (laughs) ruined the prosperity of this country. I know. I know. Hey, kid, act your goddamn age. You know, they usually say act your age, you know, and you're supposed to be like, yeah, that means act older. For me, it's like act your age because you're acting like you're 47. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it out. And it's cruel that this these kids' dad made them do this. Yeah, this is somebody... This is like, what if I took all of my brainwashing and we put it into a five-year-old? <laughs> it's a book... We got to get these books, I think. This is just a commercial for the books. I bet these... I bet they weasel their way into the schools. I've seen all kinds of weird stuff at the Scholastic Book Fairs that I was kind of like, I wish they didn't sell that book. <laughs> It's just weird by like companies like Musket Printing Company, and it's just like let's learn about freedom, and it's like yeah, you have a twisted idea of fucking freedom. Yeah, I do remember seeing like a book in my daughter's school when she was in elementary school, which in her district is just first through third grade, and uh, it was or kindergarten through third grade was elementary there, and then they moved up to middle school and fourth grade uh-huh. uh and i remember being in the library and seeing a book called 9-11 and it had a picture of osama bin laden george w bush and the twin towers like falling down with bush holding the uh thing and i was like i mean this doesn't have to be here i don't yeah i just don't know if a third grader needs to learn about 9-11 i'm sorry i maybe don't even think they should have learned about 9-11 when 9-11 like if you were teaching third grade when 9-11 happened you should have just kept on with what the lesson plan was that day those kids don't need to see that shit there's plenty of time to explain that to them when they're old enough to understand what it is to have three thousand people die yeah <laughs> like you don't have to do this. You, parents, you don't have to make your kids have your politics. You, there are way, I, I think the way that conservatives get this so wrong is that like their beliefs are so uh, not natural yeah. to somebody's like, especially a kid's way of thinking because kids are decent people right. that still think like the world... How- isn't made up of horrible people trying to win at your expense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like cynical. Yeah. And I think that's where conservatives get this wrong is like, they're still just being like, this is your beliefs kid. You know, these books seem like somebody just said, this is what you believe and uh, read this or not read this, but like, I'll, I'll tell you what you're supposed to say. And then you just say it and made this video. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because no kid 
cares about the free market. I just don't fucking care how yeah. how old that a, a five year old or a four year old does not care about the free market. I, no, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. I don't I don't know. This is uh, it's it's all you're. It's weird because it's just like. You know, I'm nine years old, and instead of mowing lawns, I rented my lawnmower to my friends that don't have a lawnmower so they can mow lawns. You know, like, it's, you know, like, instead of doing work, like, I created a small business instead. Just something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm that. a manager, actually. Yeah. Like, I teaching, actually, <laughs> everyone always jealous of my Lego collection, so I rent my Legos now and get $5 a week. Yeah. Like, kids just, like, naturally want to share. Yep. Not naturally want to share. Sometimes you have to make kids share, but in the end, the baby ones don't. But when it's once it's five and six and seven, they all just want to get along. Yeah, yeah, they just want to play with their friends. Yeah, and conservatism is about anything but. Like it feels like you're turning your kid into a a, a eight year old businessman. Is that like really what you want your child to be? Like, like they talk about how oh these. These leftists want to take away the kid's childhood by teaching them about sex education or LGBTQ stuff and shit like that. And it's like, you want to fucking turn them into a business per a CEO yeah. when they're kids. You want them to fucking know about the law. Like, what the fuck does a kid have to know about the law? Yeah, you want them to start, you want them to hang out in an auto garage when they're 10 years old and learn how to do an oil change and then start, you know charging their their basketball team's dads, you know, $15 to do the cha- oil change instead of the 19 from Walmart. Yeah, if you buy all the parts, then all you got to do is pay for the oil. <laughs> yeah. You can really the money'll come in, you know. Yeah, I know and it I don't know, it, it's these just like this isn't I it's it's not applicable to everyone. Like the people that can, the people that can enjoy these kind of things and and can just like start businesses out of nowhere, it's they're not it, they already have something going for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like people. I don't know. I'm kind of lost on it, but it is. Instead, they help kids us form important ideas and develop critical thinking skills. Chances are, your kids are missing out on learning these things, especially in a way that's fun and enjoyable for the whole family. And even better, when you buy this set, you also get the awesome activity workbooks for free! Now listen, there are a lot of crazy ideas out there, and you need to prepare your kids. Yeah, if you want to raise a free thinker, you're going to need something that teaches about freedom. So So purchase purchase your books now! A free thinker. Someone that... Kiddos... The the guidebook for free thinking is out there. It's the dang constitution. I can't think of a more free thinker than a kid. Like, kids are very free thinking. Like, they will just ask you, like, why do I got to pay for stuff? Yeah. You know, that's free thinking. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) Why does ice cream... Why don't they have a water fountain that has ice cream come out of it? And it's like, hey, I don't fucking know, kid. I wish they did. One of our friend's kids said, "Um, I'll just steal to get ahead. And they were like, (laughs) well... You know that is an option, but like you have to, you can't, you, you won't get caught. <laughs> it's free thinking, though. It's free thinking, yeah. Just your books now. But be careful; your kids will learn ideas that many adults don't even understand. Oh God! It makes for some really interesting dinner conversations. Poindexter, the Poindexter camp. You're going to try to raise a, a fucking roller backpack kid. 
That's or, or true. Or like a brings a briefcase. Back in my day, brings a briefcase to school. So I got hip to this by K. Thor Jensen, who posted Hi, this video, which is a commercial for the animated series of the Tuttle Twins. I believe I have been advertised these before because I'm a parent and I like a lot of other book companies. Um, I guess I, but I never clicked in to see how insidious it was. I really thought it was just corny books. Well, this guy gives you a way better idea than the kids reading. I just like the creepy idea of a kid reading about, or a kid saying, it teaches you about free market stuff. Like, yeah. that's why I played the audio. Now is the commercial for the TV show. We can't, that well, they're making. we can buy candy with our $10, but if we put our $10 with 10% compound interest provided by the stock market, by the time we're 80, we'll have $100,000. <laughs> Let's uh let's let's have an adult explain this to us now. Hi, I'm Daniel Harmon, creator of Tuttle Twins, an animated show that teaches kids to stand up for freedom. <laughs> that okay. teaches kids to stand up for freedom. <laughs> like now you're just turning kids into 75-year-olds, you know? Like like when the tea party people used to put on the the Benjamin Franklin costume with the tea bags <laughs> hanging from it, yep, that's what. The, now you're turning your kid into one of those. Yeah, you, that's the last thing I'd want my kid to turn into. Man, that right there, that's bleak. You know? Yeah, you're you're gonna an eagle pin like the kid that wears like an eagle pin on their lapel or something. <laughs> a kid that wears a lapel. Yeah. You know, is they are trying to raise kids that wear suits to school. Yeah, actually, you know, let's be straight here. They're they're homeschooled anyway. They don't have, but they still You're probably right. make them put on a suit to be homeschooled. Because if you're freaking out this much about it, the school teaching your kid. I mean, really innocuous things. They don't like bring your kid in and talk about communism. I know. I, I mean, I hate the schools. I mean, I, I, do I really do. But like. Um, they're doing a big mix of pledge. They're still doing pledge of allegiance. You know, they still do Jesus Christ superstar. Um, they still do all kinds of corny ass shit. They still make, they still do Susan B. Anthony horse shit. Like there's so much propaganda in fucking school. Like as there, you, you haven't been there. Like you, you aren't paying attention. You're too lazy. You think you know better and you haven't paid attention to the education because it's all very fucking annoyingly patriotic. Yes. It is. It is. This is someone that's too afraid to find out what public school is. And so, yeah, they're homeschooling. Or they, they, the kids brought home like a workbook packet about like Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. And the parents were like, I don't want my kid learning that shit. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's as like as left as they get. And they divorce all of that even from being a leftist, you yeah. know? I mean, if you're really mad about what your kids are learning in school, it's for racism reasons. Sure. Because they're not learning about communism. They're maybe not learning about capitalism. But listen, if you don't want kids to learn about communism, then they shouldn't learn about capitalism. I'm fucking sorry, you know? Yeah. Because they, they don't teach, trust me, when when your kid's in high school, you are not going to be happy with how they teach about communism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like, uh, uh, here we go. Hollywood will never make this show, so we're crowdfunding it without them. I'm a father of seven kids and a big fan of freedom. Seven? Seven kids and a yeah. big fan of freedom. Yeah. Man, people with more than, listen. 
I had one and was like, I don't think I can do this a second time. You know, I'm just not even having two. Don't get outnumbered. That's all I, that's my opinion on it. Yeah. That's a good point. Big families are great. You know, I, I do jealous and all that, but just don't get outnumbered. I think is the best because you can't keep tabs on all of them after that. (laughs) That is true. And once they get pat, once they meet the, like once they get past ages where they're like kind of achieving or up their skills, skill level, like I really liked that I only had one, I had an only child because once it was like, oh, she can make her own cereal. Now I can sleep in for the rest of my life again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once yeah. she's able to do this next thing, it's like, oh, now I can go wherever I want without worrying about leaving her at home. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We're getting very close to that for my house. Yes, you are. You are. It's it's not too far. She does it sometimes, but other times she's a baby. And yeah. sometimes she takes a mess, but she can do cereal and milk. Yeah, you just got to basically you got to make it more appealing. I think in a way you kind of got to make it more appealing for them to do it than to have you do it, whether it's by complaining yeah. or just saying like, no, you're just getting this and that's yeah. what you're getting. I'm not going to make you something special. Cause I think sometimes when they act like a baby, it's because they think they're getting pancakes or something. Yeah. It's like, nah, you ain't getting pancakes. The pancakes days are over, kid. I don't make pancakes anymore now that you can pour your bowl of life. Okay. Um, I got a waffle iron and I'm a waffle maniac, so I do like to make waffles. <laughs> I do too. Whenever I have the opportunity. I do too. Growing up, I had an uncle who taught me to understand principles of freedom, like free markets, individual rights, limited government, and common sense economics. As a- do you think his uncle started teaching him this when he was like eight? And if... One of my kids' uncles taught him that I would say you're not allowed to see your uncle anymore. <laughs> hey, I, that's the creepy uncle. That's the definition yeah. of the creepy uncle. The one that's teaching my kid about free market economics. Limited government. <laughs> Limited government's a wild thing to say to, like, kids, you know? No, but the government, Yes. There is a Senate, there is a House, there is the it's gotta be limited. You gotta understand very limited. And what that means is they have unlimited power and money to fight wars or pay for killer cops. There is no money for anything that could be good or benefit you. Yeah, don't expect anything at all. <laughs> yeah. The founding fathers loved us. They yeah. wanted us to be on our own. Yeah. They didn't. They. Yes. There is a government with a lot of money. Yeah. They use that money for airplanes that drop bombs. And don't fly. Yes. And don't fly. Or to kill people. They basically use that money to kill people. But don't go asking them to heal people or anything like that. They don't do that. They're not in the business of that. Hell, you know, they're barely in the business of educating people. Really? They 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 try to get away with the least amount of money for education as possible. Yeah. Cheap government. They're so cheap. They'll pay the military like $5,000 for a toilet, but they won't pay for like schooling for people. Yeah. Yeah. That I got really discouraged that there weren't any good books or shows to help teach my kids the principles of freedom like my uncle had taught me. That's when I found the Tuttle Twins books. The books clearly taught these principles of freedom better than anything I'd ever seen before. I bought the first copy and every one published afterwards and read them with my kids. I love them so much, my team and I partnered with Connor Boyack, the author of the books, 
to bring these principles of freedom to life in an animated show. We want to create a show as funny as The Simpsons. That's impossible. I'm going to tell you, that is a Whoa. lofty motherfucking goal there. Whoa! Hey, we want to make a show as funny, well, maybe late, maybe now Simpsons, you know? Yeah. You would they think that Simpsons runoff. They'll yeah. hire some Simpson runoff writers. You would think that they would have said South Park. I thought that was the conservative guy show. As funny as South Park. I think that's too crude for them. Yeah, that's true. As funny know. as The Simpsons. Yeah, a guy with seven kids has got to be a Christian. I just he's feel a, like he's, everybody he's with seven South Park kids. time. Yeah. I just feel like everybody that's got a kid, uh, got a bunch of kids, is a religious person. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I can't, like, maybe there are listeners that have a bunch of kids that aren't religious people, but I feel like that's a strictly... That's a quiverful lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I just, I have seven kids because I fucking love raising kids. But as family-friendly and educational as the Magic School Bus. And last year, thanks to thousands of investors like you, we became the number one crowdfunded kids' film project in U.S. history. Ugh, depressing. Love, and even being puppy cat by the creators of Adventure Time. Oh, man. They passed Dragon's Lair. They were going to make a goddamn Dragon's Lair movie. By Don Bluth. Whoa. And these conservatives funded this piece of crap. You know? Yeah. They you, stole it away from us. They stole a Dragon's Lair movie and Be in the Puppy Cap by the creators of Adventure Time and the Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, those are two heavy hitters. I know. They top crowdfunded film project for kids. You know? I don't think Dragon's Lair is for kids, though. That would be more it's for people for, my for, age. Yeah, it's for 40-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. People just think all cartoons are for kids. They still do. And I but feel also, like fully 70% of cartoons are for adults now. Well, I also think it's weird, too, when people our age are like, no, this is a great cartoon. It's like, no, it was a cartoon that you were made to watch when you were a kid. If you had a choice, there would have been other things. You know, if you would have had any of the cartoons that they have now, you would have chose those. True. There's no reason that you're going to put some of this old shit in front of these kids and make it makes sense. That's true. The cartoons that... We liked as kids were way more cynical, you know? Yeah. I tried to get my kid to watch some of the Don Bluth movies, specifically an American Tale, which was one of my favorite movies when I was growing up. Okay. There are no cats in America and the streets are made with cheese. Wonderful. Is this is was a, just a great fucking song, you know? And I like that Don Bluth animation quite a bit. Uh, uh, I, I liked a lot of those Don Bluth movies. All Dogs Go to Heaven. You know, I didn't like Disney stuff, though, growing up. Too family-friendly for this guy. You know, I want something that's got some edge. Yeah. I want something where people get killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nice when people get killed. And a kid's... It movie. really, really ramps it up. Yeah. Well, what about the story of 9-11, Brian? Oh, no. <laughs> you think there's there probably is a 9-11 reference in the Tuttle Twins. Like, it's like the Magic School Bus. Like, they travel back in time so that they could be in the building during 9-11 because they need to know what happened to our great nation. <laughs> <laughs> With the help of your investment and other private investors, we are producing the first six episodes of the show. This means we are only six more episodes away from funding the entire first season of Tuttle Twins. That'll be a whole season of TV dedicated to teaching your kids That's... about freedom. So here's the really exciting part. In partnership with Angel Studios, 
we're opening the opportunity to invest in Total Twins once again. Unlike other crowdfunding platforms where you get a poorly made t-shirt, you're not donating to this project, you're investing. That means oh. if the show makes money, you make money. If this oh. sounds like your mm. kind of show, click the link to invest in Tuttle Twins today. While we can't guarantee profits, we think we have a great shot at success. You're not going to make profits. So, people are hungry for this message. This is great, too. It's like, you know, I'm not donating money. I'm investing. Yeah. I'm don't. investing in the hottest new show since The Simpsons. <laughs> the longest running fucking animated show ever. Widely considered one of the funniest shows that's ever been on TV. <laughs> Like the Simpsons it, it could, if somebody came to me and said the funniest thing that has ever been on TV in the history of the medium is the Simpsons, I would entertain that argument. Sure. In a second. That, that is a fair argument. It's not my favorite show. I liked it for like four seasons or something like that. There's like the period where it was like people, I think it's the period where everybody thought it was good. And basically the reason I liked it so much is because it was on TV after I got off work every day for like years, they would show two back to back. Yeah. And I would just get home from work and lay on the couch and watch the Simpsons. And it probably was just me being like, Oh, I'm glad I'm home from work. Love, love those Simpsons. Sold over two million copies, and demand is skyrocketing. Oh, that Second, sucks. This show is merchandisable. Of the top five highest-grossing media franchises of all time, four of them have been for kids. Well, uh, they put Pokemon, Hello Kitty, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, and Star Wars. Whoa! As the highest-grossing media franchise, which is true. Hey, I believe that that is true. You think? I don't think the Tuttle Twins have the same earning power as Pokemon, Hello Kitty, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, or Star Wars. Imagine 20 years from now, someone on Facebook posting something like, uh, hey, we're thinking about doing a, a Tuttle Twins uh, vacation. We're looking to stay at the resorts. We've got a budget of like five to 10,000. We want to keep it on the low side, but we want to hit all the, all the parts. We want to hit Constitution Island. We want to hit Libertyville. We want to spend a whole day in Libertyville. Um, we want to be able to get some, you know, some of the founding father snacks, some, get some hay pennies and some hard tack and, you know, all the fun stuff. Uh, a, a, uh, a Tuttle Twins. Uh, amusement park would basically just be an amusement park, but you bring your kids there and they work. <laughs> <laughs> Run the amusement park. <laughs> you, you like, well, you you earn your ticket. You you are going to do vending for the next four hours. That's how you get into the park, and then the rest of the day we can have fun. Yeah. So the first four hours is setting up the park, and you can only come in four hour increments. So the first four hours you go in there, you open, and then you get to play for the rest of the day. And then in in, in four hours after that, a new group of kids can come in and work four hours to help those kids. And basically it's just you have to work at this thing. Yeah. That's just all there is to it. Or maybe you do a shift and then that gives you a ticket for the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You got, you do have to do eight hours. Yeah. That's eight, not going to teach you nothing about yeah. conservatism if you don't yeah. do eight hours. Yeah. You know, this fucking, like a nine year old kid going home and cursing out their, their parents because they just worked all day. <laughs> like, oh, don't touch me till I get in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking filthy. Did you have fun at Tuttle Twins Land today? <laughs> don't fu shut up. I don't want to hear it. I hate these customers. 
You've, you dropped fries. You've dropped fries before. These fucking guys came in to to, to take over my shift. They w- they couldn't drop fucking fries. I had to do overtime. <laughs> Let's open a libertarian amusement park. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bring your kids. We'll teach them the value of a dollar. Yeah, you know, yeah, we got we, currency. Yeah, we we will tax them because you know, God dang it, that's that's how it is. You yeah, know, we got to give them real life lessons. Then when you do get your day. There's like like an indoor dark ride where you get in and it's a fucking car that like it's like a 57 Chevy that just pollutes <laughs> and there's just smoke coming out of the back of it while you drive by like all these factories pumping smoke in the air. It's called smoke land. <laughs> okay, the smoke. Yeah, smoky island. Yeah, like you pull around a corner and there's like a cute bear dumping waste into a river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, he can freely carry his pistol with him. He's shooting it in the air. This is great. Actually, there'll be a shooting range there. Yeah. With 22s, because kids don't need to be shooting for. Oh, no. Oh, no. We need, yeah, they got to earn that. They got to earn that. But yeah, there'll be a 22 shooting range for all the kids. Yeah. Um,. I gotta tell you, I my mind's kind of blown by this highest grossing media franchises thing, and I'm gonna tell you why. The okay, so number one is Pokemon, okay, which makes sense yeah. because they made it because you have to buy a bunch of stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can't even be into Pokemon if you're not spending a bunch of money on Pokemon. I don't think I don't know how it works, but I know you got to buy a bunch of shit. Yes, you know. Hello Kitty, I know, is very popular, and it is popular with adults too. You know? Yeah, long lasting since the seventies. That's yes. just as try uh, like a, a true staying power. But the the number three above Mickey Mouse and Star Wars being Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh also old. Well, not older than. Is it older than Mickey? Uh, yes, by four years. But they weren't really merchandising the shit out of stuff until yeah, recently. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh ain't as big as Mickey. It's bigger. I know. Grossing. Because everybody loves him. I mean, he's a treasure. I mean, I did Winnie know a Pooh's- lot of girls that I went to high school with that had a, a Winnie the Pooh or Piglet <laughs> or Tigger tattooed on them. <laughs> that is, yep. Yeah, like, and Eeyore, sick- all yep. of them. And yep. I know that my favorite kids show character of all time is Eeyore. Like Eeyore. I actually do love Eeyore. I mean, Eeyore is one of the true one of the true uh, kids characters that you know. Honest, honestly, this is someone that's you're gonna have to be around these people when you get older. Maybe <laughs> you are one, you know, <laughs> and you can still identify with them when you're an adult. Yeah, and still you know? they still hang out and shit, but you're just like, man, eh, fucking Eeyore, come on. <laughs> He's being an Eeyore over there. Oh <laughs> no, I like Eeyore a lot because he is like. A thing he likes fun. Mm-hmm. It's not like he doesn't have fun or doesn't like to have fun, but he just don't want to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. just like, oh God, I gotta go out. Like, like he's definitely like that stereotype of the person who's like, I don't want to go to the bar tonight and ends up being having being the most lit person at the bar. <laughs> having the best time of the night. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Eeyore. Right. You know, Tigger is gets drunk too early and passes out. Yeah. You know, it like ruins everybody's night. But Eeyore's never going to ruin your night. No. You know, he might complain, but he'll do it in a fun way. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm Eeyore. Sure. We know. 
uh, Mickey Mouse than then Star Wars. I just always thought Star Wars sold the most merchandise of all time. I I agree. Um, I mean, those are all owned also by like Disney as well. So is Pokemon owned by Disney? Pokemon is Nintendo, so it's not. And and Hello Kitty, I don't think that's is. also Sanrio. So that's not Sanrio's. Sanrio. Oh, Sanrio. They'll yeah. Disney will own them someday. No, I don't think so. Is Sanrio big? Yeah, they have a ton of characters. Oh, not just Hello Kitty? No, they have like Karapi and Batsmaru and mm. all kinds of... And Gudetama, you know that egg? Oh, they well, just you know watched. I know Gudetama, but only because your kid's into Gudetama. Got it. Gudetama's a new one, too. Like, so they're pumping them out still. Man, those are Japanese brands. I like Japanese brands because they can uh, beat us. I did think Nintendo would be on there, though, because, I mean, Mario Brothers is a standard part of... American life. I think they're calling. I, I think they're saying specific franchise. Okay, you the, know what I'm saying. Like that. I'm sure Marvel will be there. I'm sure Marvel's going to be there in five, ten years once they've made more than a hundred billion dollars. Because because Pokemon has made ninety two billion one hundred twenty one dollars. Is what this thing says. And this is the Tuttle Twins trajectory. Well, this guy he got he, this guy got. Seven little kids out of bed and his wife. He did the presentation in front of them and they said, Wow, Dad, you're going to be bigger than Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and he believed them. <laughs> He's success pilled. Yeah. He just really think he. I've never seen a guy more lofty in his ambition, really. There's a part of me that's like, You shouldn't. I mean, you can't realistically think. It's possible for you to make a conservative thing that is as big as any of this stuff because they're not even ideological. You know what I mean? These are things that's like you're not going to you might turn down conservatives because they get mad about everything. But it, these aren't things that like you could even call political. Like once you're doing something that's conservative, I mean, I would like to hope that most people, when they started reading a book and they started talking about the concept of the free market, they'd be like, I don't know if I want my kid reading. It seems a little weird, you know? Uh, not really though. I mean, this is a certain kind of parent, you know? Yeah. This is just these, he, he's talking to his people. Yeah, and it makes sense to them. Like, yeah, that's right. These nobody knows a goddamn thing anymore. You know, these schools aren't teaching the right lessons. It's just ignorant ass, arrogant people. Mm -hmm. He's like reaching out to them. The Simpsons. We know better. He's got this. And once, once people find out, we know the the secrets to success, and the Tuttle Twins are going to teach it to our children. Boy, they won't be laughing at us anymore. <laughs> they won't be laughing at us for making our own clothes. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the grand majority of the tens of billions in revenue has come from merchandise. We specifically designed our characters to be merchandisable. And we're already working with manufacturers. Ew. Plushies, t-shirts, and other capitalist goodies. The other what? <laughs> you said capitalist goodies? <laughs> Let me go back. Because, yes, he did say that. Manufacturers to produce plushies, t-shirts, and other capitalist goodies. The test audience of my kids and others are okay. Fun. Got Finally, it. We have we a get it. Freedom Coffee to bring this show to life. Our writers have written on hit shows like The Chica Show and Studio C, and have been featured on shows like Conan and America's Got Talent. Wait, what was this for? What was the show? One more time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna put my other earphone in here. What was the shows? <laughs> Go back. 
<laughs> I'm gonna the, go the, the back. Stick out to me is, but I think I could go back Studio seventeen C times. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, I think I could go back fifteen yeah. times, and you're still not gonna get it here. Writers have written on hit shows like The Chica Show and Studio C. A Chica Show and Studio C. <laughs> the Chica Show. The Chica Show. And Studio C. I need to look at what channel the oh. Chica Show is on. Okay, and going, Studio C. I'm looking for Studio C. Okay. You got to tell me what channel it's on, because that's what I'm interested in. It's a voodoo, watch-free nope. comedy from 2003. No. <laughs> no, that's not successful. Oh, okay. The Chica Show is oh. on Disney Channel, but... Is it on Disney Plus? Let me see. Okay, so Store Studio C is a YouTube sketch comedy channel oh my too. God. <laughs> but the the number one thing for Google Google it says people also ask, are the members of Studio C Mormon? <laughs> oh my God. So why don't their brain of comedy is, you know, maybe not Simpsons. Let me Simpsons might be a little too, you know, over the edge for Studio C. The Chica Show is not on any streaming services. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to look up streaming because I it would be unfair for me to say it. But if your cartoon is not is not on a streaming service at this point, um, no, it's not on any of them. Uh, they're they're going to sell them books that teach kids that you don't have to feel responsible for taking advantage of the uh, the the laws of other countries to get your products manufactured, <laughs> all your capitalist goodies. Are the Studio C people Mormon? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably a good show. Yeah, it's probably good clean Mormon comedy. Now I'm interested. Now you got at, me interested. At the end of it, they're like, "Have a seat. Let's talk about." Let's talk about, you know, your uh, your relationship with Lord Jesus Christ <laughs> of Latter-day they're gonna, Saints. They can't br they're going to bring it up at the end. You know they're going to try to pitch it to you at the end of every fucking show. Have you heard at all about the uh, prophet Joseph Smith? <laughs> he saw some gold plates and then he said, "God won't let me show them to you, but believe me they're here and I'm writing it down." <laughs> yep. <laughs> That is the craziest story to me. I mean, I guess like when you believe in God, you're going on faith of something you don't know. So why not just believe a guy that says he saw some gold plates? Yeah, I don't. I no, I think that I I think being more agnosticy or just in the way of like the, maybe there's some special thing that animates all of it. But once another human says they know what happened or they are it, like it's over. That's not that's not true. Right. If you were alive at the same time as Joseph Smith, you. Wouldn't believe him. I, I would. Mm, he did pretty good. He did. He, he did. I think people believed him. What do you? If Joseph Smith came around now, he it would be a total fail, though. Yeah, you got a different hustle these days, though. Yeah, yeah, you got to do like Tim Ferriss, yeah, sort of thing, or or like uh, uh, Gary V. Vaynerchuk. Mm, no, isn't that the re what's the religion? Who's the good religion guy? I don't. I know. guess I would be the guy that would know that on this show. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Copeland does really well. I'm trying to think of who's there for the young, for young people, because that's. I mean, yeah. I guess there is that that church that's in town that used to be at the movie theater, uh -huh. and uh, it's got a lot of really young sort of uh, uh, hip type parents. Rock City, Church. Rock City Church. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I um. They lost, they lost their movie theater because it got sold. I feel like you got to go cult. I would just go cult if I was Joseph Smith in this day and age. Yeah, 
I just think that, like... I mean, that's the, what he did. That Mormon story is wild to me. I don't know the Mormon because story. It, it, Joseph Smith went to the woods, and God, I think, handed him some plates with all this stuff written on them. And then he took it back and wrote the Book of Mormon. And then people were like, hey, can we see the plates? And he was like, oh, no, nah, you're not allowed to look at those. Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know, I knew you were going to ask that. But God wants you to have faith. <laughs> I mean, why didn't he just buy the gold plates? Yeah, you're right. He could have just totally. Just buy the plates, dude. Spoof it. Spoof it. <laughs> Go Make hide him in the woods. Go hide him in the woods. Say, hey, I heard something over here. Oh, I discovered. Everybody saw me. I discovered these magical plates. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> it says whoever shall find these plates is the chosen one. That's me. <laughs> I love the idea. I love that. Was that me and you watching something where they talked about this guy who, like, had convinced everybody that he was, like, really lucky? And it's because he would go to the woods and say, like, hey, we're going to go on a treasure hunt. And he would bury, like, a jar full of quarters. And then him and his friends would, like, go out to the woods. And he'd be like, let's find some treasure. And they would, like, randomly dig for a little bit. But then he would find, like, a jar of quarters. Okay. And he did that multiple times and i think he ended up getting busted for doing something later on that was like oh <laughs> you know right. like hold on but if it's just to build character if it's just to like prove that you're lucky i think that's good i mean i don't care it yeah it doesn't get you thrown in jail you know well, it shouldn't you know what I'm, I'm not very good at the working life but i tell you what if i go out into those woods right now and start digging i'm gonna find a jar of quarters i just <laughs> every time i go out there i just can't help it <laughs> I'm so dang lucky. God damn it. I can't find this. I'll have to try to find this story because uh, uh, there is like a story about a guy who who buried a jar of quarters and then found them and then just kept saying like, I'm really lucky. And then he would fucking like do another one and another one. And it, you know how it is when you like, here's the problem, dude. When you start a lie that's going to tell a story when you're eight years old, uh -huh. you, you're never, you, you're never going to get in front of it at that point, you know, because it has to ratchet up and yeah. the lie has to keep ratcheting up and telling a story. So then, then when you get to like the 30 year old mark, people are like, all right, I'm sick of the jar of quarters. Is there a new treasure that yeah. you can find? And then they have to go find another treasure. Um, uh, let me see if, if I type scam in here, if I can find it. Cause the story is really funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I didn't find it, it but, happens. uh, it's fine. I actually, before we get out of here, I did see a story this week, Brett, that would crack you up, uh, about this, this con artist. Oh, did I tell that story about the con artist woman who ripped off Jason Kidd's wife twice? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I told that on the Sunday show. Yes. Sorry. Well, let's finish this video out, and, and then we'll, uh, we'll roll out here. It had been featured on shows like Conan and America's Got Talent. Our producer worked at Blue Sky Studios on movies like Ice Age 5, The Peanuts Movie, and Ferdinand. Our artists Ooh, worked big on hits. shows for Netflix, Disney, Warner Bros., and Nickelodeon. Ferdinand. 
Oh. Remember Ferdinand? Yeah, I seen it. You liked it, didn't you? I think I remember you saying you liked Ferdinand. No, I like the other one. You hate animated movies, it feels like. Like I you told me that you watched Soul and it was good, but you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, you sound like me now. Now you're speaking my language. Well, no, I yeah, I don't know. I think um I don't like how adult oriented they are, you know, and how much they're like performing for me i guess it's nice but i'm just like no 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 this is a kid's movie this isn't like soul just felt like a movie for like middle-aged people to like hug their kid tighter and cry did your kid like it no yeah that's the thing about a lot of those movies that are supposed to be like critically acclaimed i remember it took gwen to see wall-e and she was like, this movie sucks man yeah and when it was over i was like that was actually good wall-e's incredible i love wall-e I was like, that was actually good. That's got a good message and everything. And she was like, oh, kind of boring. And then I took her to see, uh, God damn it, the 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 Peabody and Sherman. Oh, and yeah, that's like, a jam. I was like, I was miserable for me. And she was like, it was great. Yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, it kind of. Was- I like wacky cartoons. I, I prefer wacky nonsense cartoons <laughs> over like somebody trying to teach lessons and shit. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't want to think anything educational was good. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't want to think I was learning while I was watching something. Right. These kids now are a little bit different from me. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, well, you know, you learn a lesson, too. They're, yeah. They're, like, done with a the movie, and they're like, I'm going to try to be more emotionally available, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't see any of the Pixar movies, but I do always get the distinct vibe that, like, they're maybe for older kids. Like, my mm. daughter liked Soul. My daughter liked Inside Out. Yeah, she, Inside Out was brilliant. Yeah. She really liked those movies. Sure. Her and Katie would be sitting and watching them and crying. Yeah. Uh, the Day of the Dead one, I think they really liked. Coco. Oh, I was thinking like the zombie movies. That would be tight. Dawn of the Dead? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, no, Coco was really good. Yeah. Yeah, they like them a lot. I like uh, Wally. That's the only one I like. Charlotte loves Toy Story a lot, but not Toy Story 1 because Jesse isn't in it. Jesse? Jesse's the cowgirl. Ah, so she's like, there's got to be a girl. Yeah. Or I don't, I'm not watching this shit. Right. You know? Yes. That's true, That's though. her stance. That is how my my daughter was uh, uh, when she hated cartoons growing up and she would didn't know how to explain it. And she'd be like, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch something with real people. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, like Hannah Montana, which is basically what it always was. Like, that's how I knew my daughter was kind of like me, was that everything that entertained her when she was a kid was stuff that I absolutely, that was like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. It's kind of like Saved by the Bell was a show that I loved growing up. And my parents fucking hated it. And same thing with... um. This might have just been racism, but Martin, my parents hated that show. I thought it was the funniest show ever made. Yeah, my parents like Martin. Yeah, my parents would get mad at me for watching In Living Color and Martin, like, all the time. They would be like, oh, you're supposed to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. They really wanted us. They thought America's Funniest Home Videos was the funniest show of all time. Yeah. And at the time, you got to admit that, like, seeing people get hit in the nuts was pretty funny. But, like... I still watch it. It's fun. It's crazy that you still watch it because there's... With Alfonso. What? Alfonso Ribeiro. 
Yeah, but I mean, what do you get? I guess they're curating the videos for Yes, you? it's curated. You turn it on, you don't have to, you just, yeah, you don't have to like scroll or anything. Um, you get the awkward banter with the crowd, which is always funny. But it feels you get like- to see people that dress up nice to be on TV. You get to see their clothes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> that sold me with the getting to see people dressed up nice. Because yeah. I do like seeing people get dressed up nice. There's lots of redneck dads that are like a good sport on the video, but are not going to dress up to go on the TV show. Yeah. Or are going to do like an awkward, like slick their hair back type thing, you know? Because <laughs> I was going to say like, I would rather just search for a fails compilation. But now you've added some production value to fails compilations, and I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a cheap show to make. People love going to see it live, you know? The the songs they add, you know, the the commentary... (laughs) Hey, where am I going here? Hey, where am I going? Oh, right in the nuts. Yeah. It's good. But they should bring the jackalope back. I mean, I don't know what the jackalope is. <laughs> okay. Starred in some of the biggest cartoons in Hollywood. One of our executive producers, Connor Boyack, is the author of the books and has fought against unjust laws for almost a decade. And <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what was that one more time? <laughs> what? One of our exec- executive producers is the author of the books and has fought against unjust laws for almost a decade. Okay. Oh, should okay. We, should we see... A lawyer? I guess we should see what he fought against, because my guess is that they're not unjust laws. (laughs) As the creator and showrunner, I co-founded Harmon Brothers, an ad agency that has driven over half a billion dollars in sales for brands like Purple, Lumi, and Squatty Potty. And if we can sell millions of dollars (laughs) back in products, I'm pretty sure we can sell some freedom. Now, animation is... <laughs> I don't. I think that's harder to sell than squatty bodies. Yeah. <laughs> people don't need this type of freedom. No. People don't care. We don't need the freedom to fall in line with your, like, waspy fucking lifestyle. Yeah. Incredibly expensive. And most major film projects are heavily subsidized with government money funded by taxpayers like you. We're not doing that. We've already turned down that money. Instead, we're doing it the fair way, letting you invest in the show and share in any possible profit. In a time where individual freedoms are being unconstitutionally... Yeah. Where he said that individual freedoms are being unconstitutionally squashed, it's COVID-19 lockdowns. It says COVID-19 mask mandates. Oh, is that what it says? (laughs) Yeah. And then the, the next screen is Twitter, and then it says censored in the background. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm being upfront about it now. But you're reading the Tuttle Twins book. This is what you're book. investing in. You Sorry. read the Tuttle Twins book and it's like, and then Q showed up on 8chan. <laughs> to some, guide the nation towards freedom. <laughs> had some very interesting things to say about freedom. And then we had the greatest president we've ever had, but he lost because the liberals invented coronavirus taken away on the daily the world needs to hear this message of freedom now more than ever okay you want to help bring this show to life okay what are they free what are they not free to do i I, make your kids learn uh about other people probably you know yeah have concern for other people have concern for the environment um not have a not freak out because someone uh it chooses a different partner than you would, you know? Yep. 
Yeah, uh, not have to make cakes for people that are trying to get married, of course. Right. Freedom, you have the freedom to to uh, not dress how you want if it doesn't confirm with the gender that the hospital assigned to you. Yeah. Um. Here we go. Uh, oh, it is a Mormon, by the way. He's, he's a Mormon. Okay. The author is. Okay. Um. Meet the activist who's bringing conservatives on board the police reform movement. Oh, I think he's a libertarian. I think he's more of a libertarian. Okay. Okay. Well, he runs cop watch in his neighborhood too. He might be. He might be like a Radley Balco type, or like a uh, uh, you know. He. What did you say? He's trying to get conservatives to do police what? Police review. Hey, if somebody has a, a cardboard license plate, that's not a reason to pull them over. Yeah. They're not arming anybody in the community. They've identified themselves. You know, uh, you you have identification. You can read their their cardboard license plate. Oh, this is one of his. Uh, uh, argue, this is one of the beginning of one of his blog posts. A tragically large number of God's children dedicated decided to reject his plan and follow Lucifer. This war in heaven, which continues today, was triggered by a cunning counterfeit proposal that that seduced many. We know that Lucifer's supposed plan would have, if implemented, destroyed the agency of man. This scriptural signal conveys to us the importance of agency, for if the enemy of all righteousness attempted to undermine it, we would therefore value it. So intense. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Lucifer. So we have to buy the Tuttle Twins book or Lucifer gets his way. (laughs) Yeah. There's probably some. Now I feel like there's probably some Lucifer. Lucifer's printing all these school textbooks that teach about freedom of expression and using your rights. Another blog post, the LDS church should abandon the Boy Scouts, but for the right reasons. And those right reasons are definitely the LGBTQ. Oh, yes. Uh, Following the BSA's announcement that it would no longer prohibit openly gay adult that it would no longer prohibit open, openly gay adult leaders. Here we go. The Church's, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints made an announcement of its own as the largest sponsoring organization of the scouting program. Here That's it is. Wild. Freedom to hate. That's what, yeah. what it always is. Freedom to hate. Freedom to discriminate. Uh, yeah, great. Love this loving message of the fucking Tuttle Twins and so glad that your fucking brainwashed children are part of this. You're such a genius ad agency guy. It reminds me of the people that go to boycott the ex, the the abortion center here in Columbus. They drive from like Frazeesburg, Ohio. They come with a van full of kids. And so you have like 15-year-olds out there trying to convince women not to get a fucking abortion. Yeah. It's fucking awful. And they're just saying shit that their parents, you know, uh, brainwash them with. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... There we go. I mean, that is a very weird thing uh, that that I found. Thanks to Kathor Jensen turned me on to it. Who didn't? Who knew it was a Mormon thing? It ended up just being a Mormon thing. Yeah, it turns out it's just homeschool Mormon bullshit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't really tell what this guy believes in in the police. But uh, he does not. He does remain silent during the Pledge of Allegiance. So there is that. 
Okay, does he because he thinks because he doesn't want to pledge allegiance, right? Yeah, probably. He probably not. thinks that if he says that his soul is bound to America or something. Yeah. Jesus Christ doesn't own his soul anymore. Now America is like now America owns the soul. If you say the pledge. Yeah, I well, and I also just think he is a he's the kind of libertarian guy that He's like the type of libertarian guy that is like against cops and stuff like that, where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we agree on the war on drugs and like yeah. all that stuff. But then you say some shit about like pollution that's yeah. like, mm, I don't like that. Well, we disagree there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The right to organize at work. Yeah. 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 Um, no, for no freedoms for unions. I doubt that. No, he's not in. That's not a freedom, right? right. Being in a union. That's brainwashing. Like, that's Lucifer shit. That is Lucifer shit. Because you're not on your own. You're not thinking anymore. You're not you don't have a one on one relationship. You're now part of the 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 group that doesn't know about freedom and how to think free. You're part of the Lucifer's army. I think it really does piss me off how I and I know why, or maybe not perfectly why, but like I understand like that they're not ideologically consistent conservatives ever. Sure. But, like, their hatred of unions is so annoying to me. And, and I think it's just because the unions have traditionally been uh, associated with the left in America is what they don't like about them. Yeah. But they seem like such a conservative idea. It's like, hey, the workers decided how much their work is worth, and now they're telling the bosses that that's how much their work is worth. Yeah. And these conservatives are just like, well, no, the boss tells you how much your work is worth. And it's like, why would you want that? Where does that, what kind of freedom does that lead to? Yeah. Yeah. They believe uh, you pay people to suffer and then they'll choose not to suffer anymore. And then you save their life by teaching them about freedom. That's true. Yeah. And then you teach your kids about it. And then you teach your kids. the Tuttle Twins. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. We appreciate all y'all that showed up. I promise I'm not having a horrible time. And, and if you see me tweeting, it's because I think it's funny. Not because I'm, like, trying to bum you out. <laughs> He's fine. That's why I keep telling everybody. I'm like, Brett's fine. I promise you that if I thought there was something going on that, like, first of all, I wouldn't tell you, person that DM'd me out of nowhere, <laughs> but also uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm here. Like, if things look really bad, I am perfectly capable of, like, taking action. And like helping you work through, helping Brett work through them, you know, like I'm not going to just be on Twitter joking around and, and grab ass. And if Brett's really in crisis, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, thanks for calling everybody. Not calling. Thanks for watching. Uh, we will see you on Sunday with a call in show. I got a couple of good people lined up. It should be a lot of fun. Last week was great. Uh, and that is it. We'll see you. We're street fight. Oh, yeah. Also, Dungeons and Dragons stream. Sorry. D&D stream next Thursday night. Uh, we're doing it. Jumping back into Rapid City. So be there. Get ready. Or be square. Thursday night. Shut it down. Shut her down.
Out of out with the pose, just a dripper done and know. He can't move that nigga fro, he pants to the knee. He said, baby, please don't squeeze. I give you anything you need. She said, boy, the safe. Let go open up the safe. You move wrong and I'ma spray. He said, girl, I got it. You can even have my wallet. You want the money out my pocket? Said, knew you were capping. Pissing nigga, you a patchy. All that money, yeah, you lacking. Now go get my money before I shoot you in the stomach. Try some nigga, you a dummy. Trying to think fast. He start walking down the stairs. He feel the pistols in the hair. He fought for the ring. She said, nigga, let it ring. Your bustle moving, I'ma squeeze. He said, girl, okay. You should see the nigga face. Wally MD out the safe, he give her the bag Tell her that this shit won't pass She caught the pistol and she laughed, she reef for the dope Then your partner hit the dope Looking like he want to smoke, he got a Glock father And he aiming at the shot and said, move bitch and I'ma pop it She said, nigga bust it, pussy boy, I think you bluffing You work for him, then you ain't nothing She said, nigga, try me, if you move, then he get bodied I hit the door, I got the shot at I said, hit the plan You gon' put the pistol down, step back and turn around And if you don't do it, I'ma hit you with the gate This big I kick like Johnny K, now what you gon' do? You don't listen, boy, you through I promise you that I'ma shoot And bitch, I won't miss, I point the shot in shit. I grab it with a tighter grill, say I'm on my business And they whackin' my attention, diamonds on it and they glisten I said take it off, put the nigga take it off I put the shotty in his mouth, he take all the white But the clutching on the Glock, shotty lookin' at the clock It about time to go, she said fool don't talk no more Just hit that nigga with the pole, he said oh that fool All the shit I did for you, you turn around and what you do My heart being fat, I start taking all my mad I see this nigga getting mad, I fucked up a bad I lost everything I had, I ain't even got a pad You left me done bad, put the nigga now you mad I told you I'd get your ass, he started Moving fast, he tried to dodge. Shot a pistol with him hard. Boy, you a fool. Then I tell you not to move and to blow your shit back to the moon. He said, Girl, don't shoot. I done gave you water loot. I told her, You know what to do. He probably said, Wait, Jake it done the other safe. It ain't but a hundred K. She said, Honey K. She put the pistol in his face. Nigga, take her to the safe. He look in the Glock. Then he turn to see the clock. Then he pointed at the spot. Hit homie that why I turn around, I take a Glock. Move, nigga, I'm a pop. I go to the spot. Then that bitch, he got a block. Never seen so many nights. I look at the clock. She said, Fool, three o'clock. Get this shit and then we y'all, I throw her the block, then I open up the bag, I start to end the yacht, the stash, and I find a bag, why the fuck you got a bag, he look away and then he laugh, I almost choke, I say nigga, you the fuck, this shit here gotta be a joke, say what you gon' do, if you shoot me, boy, you through, no cameras up there is the proof, she say what the fuck, fool, the nigga set us up, she up the pistol and she butt.